0: you can hear that right i don't know when it started doing that but yeah perfect um yeah sorry how are you how is everything
1: everything's going well now that shutdowns are over um everything's slowly i'm in buffalo new york so new york state has opened up and that means you know, I can slowly get back to work at rock autism too, so yeah, nice. everything's getting brighter for sure.
0: <laughs> it's a strange one for me because i I wouldn't know what was opening up because I'm kind of just like at home all the time mm-hmm. um, and it's only I used to really enjoy going to the grocery store um, and now I just I get delivery, so now I'm like the ultimate permit just kind of at home all the time and I'm thoroughly enjoying it
1: mm-hmm. that's amazing
0: that's, yeah I, you know like I guess this whole week I, my wife and I have kind of decided should I say just to kind of because you as you know with especially with the your meditation and we'll dive into all that as well you know that um it takes work It takes work with the kind of the mental state, the mental health. If you wanna fix your mental health, you have to work it. There's no skimping it, there's no shortcut to it. Um, And this whole week I've been, you know, I've been doing some stretching. Um, I wouldn't call it yoga per se, uh, but just kind of just the basic stretches. Um, And then um, I do some of the Wim Hof breaths. Nice. Yes, and then I do a 15, 20 minute meditation and then I am literally in bed at 9 p.m. and then I read for an hour and then I'm out until the baby wakes me up at 6 and it's been amazing like <laughs> it's becoming an addiction to me to go the quicker I can get to bed the, uh, the 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 better I feel when I wake up
1: yeah that's same for me if I can swing that I definitely like got addicted to getting up earlier which is so strange <laughs> that's not me at all like usually pre-pandemic it was I was working four jobs, go, go, go. And you know, you squeeze in as much in your day as possible. And you're kind of like, well, sleep is secondary. And now it's taught me so much about like taking care of myself, taking time to like experience each moment and while you flow through it. And the flow is so important. I think like ever since I started meditating. Um, I'm able to get every task done in like a lower state, like I probably know little to no anxiety now. And it's more of like, like you've said, enjoyment, it's just, you're enjoying your life. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of want to give, uh, I mean, before I give backstory kind of on, because, uh, is a, a, a listener of the show and, um, who wrote me an amazing message and I I love the kind of I guess the direction because re- I never I I had a direction for the show but it's kind of I've kind of let that go and it's kind of leading itself mm-hmm. you know that my energy you know goes when, when I guess I go where my energy flows um and the, the the amazing messages I'm getting from listeners like yourself um who are truly supporting kind of the message that we are kind of trying to portray per se um, And is is it okay if I read some of the message and just kind of dive in so people can- Definitely. Um, uh, Okay, so listen, so Aaliyah said, hi, Lou, I'm a big fan of your podcast and I heard uh, you encourage your fans to connect uh, with you. So I thought I'd reach out in my field, save me and my best friend, which I mean, to me is amazing. I'm uh, super, I love that. Um, that, Because I try and be as honest as, I mean, I am as honest as possible and and I wish I would have. I, I I don't want to sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet or anything, but I am constantly, always looking for. I wouldn't say mentorship, but I'm always listening. I'm always kind of this sponge for information. So for you and I couldn't have reached out to my to anyone. So the fact that you guys are doing it is so courageous to me, and I fucking love it. I love the fact that because because you know we it's obviously social media and stuff, but the fact that you're coming on and having this conversation with me is is made my. Pretty much my year i love this type of stuff <laughs> um and just to, just to kind of dive back in on the message it says you know uh my father was a musician and i lost him to cancer when i was 25. soon after i suffered insomnia panic attacks anxiety depression i quit drinking alcohol because it seemed to make all the things uh, a thousand times worse um at 27 i met my now best friend max he came into my life out of nowhere a lot of random events led up to him asking me to manage him He was a musician, my dad was a musician, his vibe uh, filled the massive hole my dad's death had left behind. Max's brother has autism and uh, had a very treacherous life growing up, which led him to become a victim of gun violence, addiction, incarceration and attempted suicide. After meeting him, Max asked me if I wanted to to start a music festival for autism, which is incredible. I said, fuck yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, So much uh, bad Uh, had happened uh, to his family, I felt I had to flip the script towards good. Rock Autism Music Festival uh, had two very successful years in a row making uh, music programs for youth with autism. Rock Autism was even uh, set to be featured at South by Southwest 2020 uh, before the COVID hit. Um, This whole time, I was still struggling with anxiety and depression, but every year working with Max, uh, it got a little better. Uh, my therapist has suggested I meditate to help insomnia and anxiety, great therapist, mm-hmm. um, and Start uh, and stop never really committing. That's where the kind of the, the, our creatures of habits kind of kick in. Mm-hmm. When, when my dad passed in 2005, I read a book on the basics of Buddhism. Um, and I agreed with all of it on paper, but never experienced anything spiritually moving until I started listening to your podcast. Wow, that's an, incredible. Uh, it helped me with just being okay with my emotions and sitting with them allowing myself to experiencing the, uh, to experience them before I only allowed myself to be emotional when I was listening to music, but I still didn't meditate until COVID. It was a Monday night and Max's dad had called me. Max was in the hospital with COVID. I immediately started shaking. He was 30, didn't drink, smoke, exercise, and ate really healthily, uh, but COVID hit him hard. Max had complained he couldn't breathe. When he was brought in, the doctor said he could go one way or another, 50-50, life or death. All the pain um, and helplessness I felt when my father was in the hospital rushed back. I had no control over anything. No one could uh, do anything. His own father wasn't even allowed to see him. One thing I remembered from Buddhism uh, was you can only govern your body and your mind. And you, Lou, has always encouraged strengthening the power inside you. Uh, I felt I had to do something. So I grabbed my phone, found a healing Buddha meditation, 30 minutes. I can't sit still for five minutes, but I was so desperate. Max and I are are always on the same wavelength often Uh, we often think of the same things at the same time when we we are around each other I thought if I could just initiate a wave of thoughts out towards him I could help him or at least reach him to tell him that uh, to fight I meditate with the medicine Buddha and I requested for him to heal Max to give him the air I was breathing I had been the helpless person beside the hospital bed before with my dad and no prayers helped, so I figured I had nothing to lose by trying to connect through meditation. I had a very intense visualization of on the Medicine Buddha. I think because I was so emotional, it, happened, uh, it opened up something in my brain that I didn't previously have access to. When I came out of it, I felt uh, I had uh, heard and connected. I knew the Buddha would help me, but there was so much resist- restlessness in me. I sat for the next two nights meditating the same mantras, requesting to heal Max, I had uh, very intense visions each night different, but showing me it was working. After the third night, I got a phone call. Max's dad, the doctors, said Max had done a 180. If he got through today, they were going to send him home. Tears, the feeling I felt in that moment I had never felt before. To be so low and in despair one minute and to be absolutely elated the next, because I had always gotten bad news about my dad battling cancer uh, three times, I was used to a lot of bad news over and over again. I thought that uh, life was a series of bad things happening again and again, but now I meditate 30 minutes a day, six days a week, and everything is great. When life's uh, a little bad, I trust that it's just a moment and it will end. Good will come back again. I just want to say, keep doing what you're doing because of you. I felt empowered and like I truly did something to shift the outcome of events. Max said COVID is an evil unlike anything he's ever experienced. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, they are powerful. They can change the world. Thank you. What a powerful, powerful message, Aaliyah. I thank (laughs) you so much. Um, And, but uh, uh, obviously, before we dive into all of that, you know, the same ritual, thoughts, feelings, emotions, conditioning, everything on the inside creates your outside exterior. So, Aaliyah, how are you feeling right now in this moment?
1: Um, As you read that, it just brought me back to like that night and everything that happened. So, right now, I'm emotional, (laughs) but overall, very grateful, (laughs) you know, because, um, just being able to have Max in my life, it's, it brought so much perspective, like every day. And I carry that perspective with me every day. Um, because even though sometimes he can have days where he pisses me off and, you know, artist manager relationships, they're very close. And, you know, he can even say himself, you know, I'm an asshole. You know, I know I am. But on those days, I still, before I go to bed, I think about what I'm grateful for. And I always say Max, like, all the time. And I think that's how you have to think about life in general, is even just like, if you had a terrible day with that person, you're still grateful to have that person in your life.
0: Absolutely. And to be honest, I mean, the message is amazing. Like, as soon as I, I got it, you know, I, I read it, I showed it to my wife and we were just like, wow, this is such a powerful, powerful message and such a an honest, which is what I love. I love honesty. I love, you know, when you said you're feeling emotional now, it's, it's when we battle and fight our emotions is when it, when it feels worse. You know, there's always this misconception of no one really ever talks about their feelings. Right. There's always this masked thing that we shouldn't really do or all that type of stuff, but it's, but it's real, you know, we, we, we feel it. We can't, sometimes we can't help the way we feel. Sometimes we can. Mm -hmm. And most of the time I would say we can. Um, but like you said, it takes practice. I mean, you six days a week, 30 days, 30 minutes a day, sit still with yourself, with your mind, with your thoughts is not easy.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I've been flying around. I was an athlete since I was five. So I'm in my element when I'm like in the air, running around, playing tennis, you know, working out and getting me to sit down <laughs> and not do anything. It's sort of like, I have to suck myself out where it's like, I talk to myself as an athlete and say, you don't have to run around to get powerful. Now, all you have to do is sit. And then I go, okay, I can sit. <laughs> you know what i mean
0: <laughs> that's be i it's the same i mean because some days like the most of this week my meditations have been awful um because my i, I like to try and at least sometimes i because you know i set an alarm for my meditation so it's 20 minutes or, or whatever but i set the alarm and then I, the alarm goes off i'm like where the fuck did i go <laughs> I, somewhere else but i wanted to maintain i wouldn't say lack of consciousness because we're always conscious even when we're not um i wanted to maintain i guess that that awareness of i was meditating and i'm in this zone Mm -hmm. but i I guess it's a good thing if you can just kind of float away but i don't know if i was asleep or not and and, and sometimes (laughs) that can annoy me
1: i had one of those like the other night (laughs) i was so so tired and i started doing it i kind of was like was i asleep during that (laughs) i snapped out of it
0: Like because i've done i've done sound baths and all these type of things and it's like an hour and you're like okay you're sitting there a little restless at first you're like i'm not sure if i could do this for an hour and then once you kind of get into it you kind of go into a zone and then you go somewhere but I, i didn't know if i was asleep or not there was one thing i did do i don't know if you've ever done a float tank
1: oh no i've heard of those though
0: So I've, I've never, I didn't know what it, I mean, I know I've heard of it and I didn't want to, I didn't want to research it. I didn't want any pre, I didn't want to know anything about it. I just wanted to surprise myself. So I went to one and it was like stepping into this huge bath thing, cocoon thing. And it's probably knee deep in water. So you can't really, you're like, well, how am I going to float in this? Um, and you lay back, well, you press a button and I guess it, I don't know what it does to something, but the water then starts to make you flow as super high salt concentrated. And it's the letting go and the trust that, A, you're not gonna drown, (coughs) B, you're not gonna fall asleep and drown. It's also the trust of letting go of your muscles, your body, your head, your arms, your legs. And I talk about this on the show all the time with the manifestations is the trust within yourself that everything's gonna be okay regardless. Mm-hmm. And I, and for the first 10, 15 minutes, I was battling. I was like, I, I'm not. Sure, I, I'm pretty mindful anyway, and my mind's pretty, pretty quiet. And even at the first fifteen minutes, I was battling whether or not I could last an hour. An hour <laughs> seems like a very long time in the dark, bearing in mind yeah. in floating in this water. But after fifteen minutes, I was like, this is great. And you know, my hands were behind. I was relaxing. I was letting go, and then I was focusing on how many things I don't let go of. Mm-hmm. Daily yep. things: going to sleep, waking up. You know, your job, your life, money, health, relationships, love, all the things that we have resistance to. I was thinking about that and letting go in the float tank. <laughs> it's such a—it's uh, such an amazing thing to do. And your message reminded me kind of of that experience of the float tank because um, it's your kind of un- throughout the message, you're unraveling. It's your emotions unraveling. It's your experiences unraveling in the emotions um and that's another thing is you know we don't the problem is when we feel anxious and anxiety and depressed and all these type of things which i've, I've severely had it's because i haven't learned from my experiences or learn about my emotions and how i felt and why i felt them mm-hmm. and who was to blame for that or any of that type of stuff It's kind of the accountability factor and i think your message kind of beautifully sums up that whole process of emotions and understanding your power within you to make changes, not only for yourself, for other people too.
1: Completely. Yes. Because I've had this long journey since my father died because, um, it was always this thing with driving with me because, because he taught me how to drive in like the highway system and everything. So in the middle of driving on the highway after he died, I got a massive panic attack. And that was the first one I had ever gotten in my life. So I didn't know what was happening to me. I thought, like, I was pseudo heart attack. I had no idea. But like, everything went numb. I couldn't breathe. And I had to find like the closest exit, pull over. And that started a battle of like, first Avoiding all highways because you never want to feel that way again, ever. And that's like your human instinct to survive is to avoid whatever like threat that was. And then when you get to therapy, you sort of unravel everything. And I went through years of therapy and it plateaued. Like my driving was okay, but it wasn't awesome. I needed someone in the car with me if I was going on a highway. And, um, like my, got to a point where my therapist just said, there's no more I can do for you. I think you need neural feedback. And that is something that victims of PTSD and, um, like people who were serving in the military, sometimes who have like night terrors, they have a higher heightened state of anxiety that they're, it's like their floor is even so high. So then the neural feedback like brings it back down to where your body's natural like anxiety floor should be. And um after going to so many sessions of that, then and with the therapy that was going on like at, simultaneously, then I was able to sleep at night and I was able to feel more confident in myself naturally and then attempt the highway with like a plan inserted with it. So and sh- we uh, boiled it down to Like everything is a small task. So just take every task as it comes instead of taking the whole thing on. And that has just, that's been something that I've brought into like normal life, you know, that's helped lower anxiety in every single place I am instead of like, not just the highway, but um, now I'm getting better at it. And it's getting to the point where like I used to go on and my hands would immediately go numb and my feet would go numb. So I can't feel the steering wheel and I can't feel the pedals. So it puts you in a state of like danger. Like I can't respond to what's happening. But now my hands and feet don't go numb. So I'm able to stay in the moment and breathe and play music. And I And like you said, being aware of what's actually happening as it's happening is so key because I got to a point where I figured out, I get anxious the stretch of like five minutes before I get on. And then when I'm on, I'm actually having a blast (laughs) because I'm like so proud of myself. And I get like really happy in the moment when I'm on the highway. It's just the time that leads up is like, your worst enemy because you can psych yourself out and you can say, no, I don't want to go back on. And like, I can just take this road and like, it'll be okay. I'll go next time. But you can't do that. And like, you start like acting out of fear, which is like, just so terrible. If you ever want to like move on and get better and grow as a person, you can't act out of fear. You have to like face the fear and be in it. So I would put myself in the state of just like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna feel bad. I wanna go and get anxious and feel bad. I'm gonna put myself in that, and then I would have to go drive through it and get on because I knew once I was on, like the feeling would be amazing and it would just cancel out all the fear.
0: Yeah, it's, it's. I, I guess from uh, the the kind of driving to your dad's death is kind of fear based and and kind of instilled in you. It's the kind of you know because if you progress past driving i guess in internally it's almost like you're forgetting your dad yeah you know um but i like what you said about the small tasks because small tasks are putting you in living in the now
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's reminding yourself that now is you know is all we have and 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 that practice is actually that's kind of like a buddhism thing of the small things of you know when you go into a room keep you present is you you notice things in a room and you're not you know i I, i'm actually noticing things now which are keeping me present just like this conversation is but i go into rooms and hardly know what's in them and and i guess it's kind of a technique or for you it's a coping mechanism for for who you are and 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 i as i said in my last podcast there's only two emotions you know love and fear and and when i break those down because when i first read that passage in conversations with god i was like no there's not there's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so many you know yeah so many there's so many we have we, we have so many emotions all this type of thing but you actually break it down they're either love based and again it's you have to get rid of this notion of you know movie love or mm-hmm. you know or, or mo- horror fear you know <laughs> they're like so extreme anything you enjoy doing regard is, is out of love i mean you know regardless um and the kind of fear base is, is everything else. And I have I, I used to have so much fear. Now that I come to realize of everything, and and you're right. Like for example, you you driving is is the fear based because of your experience of losing your dad, and you now knowing that your dad teaching you to drive was something super special and loving. Mm-hmm. It's created the opposite emotion within you because of the loss. Yeah. Um, but I mean this. Because i try and weigh up i try and study study and study and, and and experiment within myself and why did i attract certain things into my life why is it that that i was at that point when you know the person that was opposite me was trying to rub me rub me at knife point why was why am i in that position during my, my young my youth and then now i can answer that because that's the way i was feeling i was feeling the same way as the person who was trying to do me harm i was harming myself emotionally and and which was physically not physically but emotionally which was attracting the physical reaction to it um and i love that you can kind of now identify that as the outside of you but you are the 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 magnet to it right and i think that's what where i'm uh, on this show and where i kind of encourage is because i you know you run through i I listen to so many spiritual leaders and everything else but there's no accountability it's always you know the source if you 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 know because what they're trying to teach is the happiness aspect of it which is kind of you know for me happiness is a choice you can choose to be happy or you can choose to be unhappy
1: completely and
0: and, and it's the work in between yourself (laughs) yes that enables you to maintain or at least be okay you know which is because you know you don't really it's it's that time of when you're severely depressed and you're and and you're angry and you're anxious the times and when you think you were okay you didn't like either but you want to go back to being okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's where the kind of living in the now or the small tasks that you mentioned is actually super super crucial um and i love that you you kind of see you you've channeled your fear and your energies and your anxieties and everything else and you have put them into something positive which is which is um the autism and working with autism children and the charities and the things that you do that is taking something that's a bad habit within yourself because they are bad habits, feeling anxious and feeling depressed and feeling all these type of things. They, we, we are used to feeling this way. So therefore, we don't know how to feel any other way. So when you replace it with a good habit, meditation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which counterbalances it with, with autism. You love working with autism kids and it brings you this enjoyment and this fulfillment. That's replacing bad habits with something that is fulfillment and that brings joy. And I think that is the key to life.
1: Yes, I wholeheartedly agree because it was like every Saturday when we would run our program, we'd teach kids um, who have never like picked up an instrument how to use GarageBand. They would just get so hooked. And then every week they would learn something new and they would teach us like, wow, you guys really have no limits. You know, like no one has limits. Even the nonverbal students were creating and it was awesome. And I told the instructor like, I know this student, he can only say four words, but it doesn't mean he's not taking it in. Like, so if you feel like you're, he's not getting it or like there isn't a response there, don't worry, like he is. And at the end, he created something that was amazing. And we were all just so proud and proud of everyone. And then when the shutdown came, it was like, oh, every Saturday has gone. And then noticeably, it was like depression because there you get that little high of just working and like all the good and everyone would leave a four hour workshop, like the staff and us just feeling so good and happy and elated. And it didn't feel like work. It never felt like work. And like then when the opposite hit of like taking that away, it was, uh, like, Oh my God, like I miss it. Like you need it. And there's just, there's nothing to replace it with. You know, you need the impers like interpersonal connection right there in front of them.
0: Yeah. And I think that the positive for you is that it hasn't gone away. It's not gone forever. It's, it's a temporary motion that we're all going through um, with our emotions. And the fact that you managed to channel that kind of, to the fact that you meditate and all these type of things may, enabled you and it almost forced you to work on yourself right to know that everything on the outside is because of you of the inside so the saturdays is what you created just as the saturdays that went away we also created mm-hmm. you know and until we understand that accountability because you know i spoke about it in my last show was which which i started i always call it leveling up you know when you when you notice something that you don't know or that you kind of do subconsciously know you're like oh shit then it becomes instilled in you and you start leveling up for example your meditation then and then the visualizations and then healing someone is you fucking leveling up times a million <laughs> um, literally um i don't think i've ever wheeled for something that much which is stunning i mean when you see people who i mean you are emotionally super super low because of your friends' uh need for health and there was no place nowhere else to go but up and you had to go within yourself and you sent i mean Jesus did it Jesus healed people blind people people who 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 couldn't walk people who couldn't you know he he healed them but he couldn't have healed someone unless they wanted to be healed it was it, it goes against the law of attraction
1: right.
0: um and you you did that i mean you know, obviously he held himself part of that process, but you sent your intentions to him from a place where you haven't been able to channel before. Yes, yeah. Beautiful.
1: Thank you. And, um, that's just so awesome for you to say, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't, I've only really told my sister about it. I haven't told anyone else it's because I don't think anyone in my life really like understands Buddhism and meditation and stuff like that. But my mm-hmm. sister, She has- You're leading
0: from fear again.
1: Yeah, I know. Oh God, it's terrible. (laughs) But my sister, she actually has dreams and they come true. And this happens ever since she was like a teenager. So she kind of gets it. Like, you know, there's another level to everything. So when I was feeling so emotional and I literally just sat there and I like, this is the only thing I can do. Like, this is all the control I have over the moment. So even if at the end of it, it just makes me feel better by doing it, then I feel a little bit better and a little less anxious. And I have more like, I I don't know, I feel more grounded tomorrow when I have to deal with whatever, you know, happens to Max tomorrow. You know what I mean? It was just a thought that I like, if I didn't, I knew that if I didn't do something about it, then I would hate myself. So I was like, let's try. And I sat down and I opened up my app that my therapist gave me, which has all these amazing app, like meditations in it. It's called Insight Timer. And I just typed in like medicine Buddha. And then one was popped up and it was like 30 minutes okay <laughs> like <laughs> I've only ever attempted like five to ten so I was like whatever let's do it and um it leads you in to this state of being where like whatever emotions that you ha- you go into this blue space and the blue space is where the medicine buddha like is and the goddess of the moon you're introduced to her and she serves him and they say to whatever feelings you're feeling give them to the goddess of the moon because she will take all of that away from you because it's her job to do that here she's here to serve you and so you're able to just release everything all in one moment and then they tell you to breathe in all of her healing because like these are healing breaths that are entering your body. So it immediately calms you down and helps you to like, be like, okay, I'm not alone. Like no one's ever alone. And I feel like that was the root of the panic attacks and the driving anxiety too, is that like when my dad was gone, I felt so alone and like no one was going to be around to help me when I was on the road or whenever I needed help because he was just always there. So I felt so connected instantly. And I was like, okay, there's someone who has my back. And then like they introduce you to the goddess of the sun. And she's there to heal you with the sun power and give you confidence and help you visualize, you know, the how you want to feel at the end of this. So like you're highly emotional now, but after, like, how do you want to feel while when you're healed? And then the introduce the medicine Buddha and you ask him like you give him your request for healing and I just was like please like if you can hear me (laughs) like just give Max my breath as all I want is for you to give him the breath that I'm breathing right now because I knew that he couldn't breathe and um I thought if I could just and like it just immediately brought me back to my father too because he had pneumonia when he was in the hospital with cancer so the whole not being able to breathe thing was like hitting home like hardcore for me so I thought if I could just like make his lungs a little bit stronger give him a little bit more and it like it's worth a shot and I meditated for 20 minutes it's just you and the medicine Buddha and you're there and I was like thrown into like kundalini, like like shaking, like immediately when it came to that part. And so that's what made me feel like something was happening because every time I had tried to meditate before, I had never had this type of physical like shaking come over me. And um I saw, as they help you visualize him, I saw him. In his like lapis lazuli aura. And it was so strange because it went from that to like, you know, how in videos when like things are sped up really, really fast, it was like he was over him and his arms were moving at this like rapid, like pace that it was so fast, it was a blur and you could barely see anything. And then when it was over, I was just like completely like like kind of like a huge like power down moment and just like rested and I felt safe and I felt heard and I knew that the message was like it was heard on the other side and I had just had this feeling of like he's working on it like whatever like I requested for him to do it's his job to do that that's why he's here. And it was so comforting to think that, like, all you have to do is ask, you know? <laughs> and, like, no one thinks about that. No one thinks to ask and have, like, confidence and faith that, like, the other person's going to carry through. Or, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people are like, you know, only believe it, believe what I see, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, I saw I had my vision. So then um, I had this thought that my therapist had always said, like, you know, three is a powerful number. So I was like, I'm going to meditate for the next two nights in a row. So it's three nights and we'll see what happens. Because his father had called me the next day and said, you know, no change. So then I did it again. And I had a very intense vision. Only this time it was um, like a, ra- a hawk, no wait, a falcon, it was a falcon. It was a falcon's eye and then I was like, I was the falcon, like bird's eye view. And there was this nest and like Max was there and I was like, okay, this is so odd, but cool. (laughs) Like this has never happened ever. And I, you know, I don't know a lot about animals, but for the next two nights, like I got animal omens really hardcore and like, and then I did it for the next three nights and I got even more animal omens. So I just thought this is so crazy because, um, this is like the language they want to send me all the, all these images in, but it's not like I'm an animal lover. I don't know a lot about That wildlife and that type of thing. So I had to start looking up, like, what do these animals mean? Like, what's their symbolism in, you know, meditation or in spirituality? So I looked up, um, like, the nest is a symbol of a new beginning. And because it said birds don't live in the nests they build, they build these nests for their future, like for their eggs. So um, whatever is like, however, I felt like the nest I felt symbolized, like this isn't over what Max and I have built is like far from done and that there's actually going to be like a new beginning and a new future and that it was going to involve both of us. And because that's why I was also just very stubborn on that thought, because I'm like, there's no way any of this is over because, you know, we had so much going with rock autism and like helping his brother that, you know, we are so far from being done with all of this. We want to go international with it. And um, because we've had so many people contact us, and say, we don't have this in my country, like for people with autism, you gotta come here. You have to do a show. And we really, really want to, we wanna make it all happen. And um, it's just like, so crazy that like, then the, one of the visualizations I got was like, Max was like walking with a wolf and it was by water and it said that, like, the water represented, like, healing powers, and that the wolf represented, like, autonomy, and I thought that was really cool, and strength, and um sort of, like, smarts and, like, cleverness, so I gathered from that that, like, Max is getting stronger because he's walking with his wolf, and he's going to be able to, like, eventually like move on his own power and be okay. But, um, yeah, it was just a whirlwind. I didn't really sleep much like that whole week that he was just down. Um, because like my entire life just stopped. It stopped. I was like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to work on his career? Am I going to work on rock autism things? Because literally if he is not here like maybe none of this moves forward. So it was just the screeching halt. And I was like, there's nothing for me to do. So it's like you said, like there's nothing else around you. So you're going to just turn to what you can do and like meditate and, you know, try and find some empowerment in all of it and feeling so like help us.
0: Yep, it's. um. Because I've been I've been studying the kind of collective consciousness of the kind of world or whatever you want to say, and and you know in the, in the in my last show I talk about collective consciousnesses. So you know one person is powerful enough to change anything they want within themselves. Now as I said before, now imagine two, and then three, and then a whole family, and then the the whole planet of people and their mixed emotions, and their anxieties, and their depressions, and their happiness, and their sadness all these emotions kind of coming together to form one giant manifestation and you're like wow and no wonder the the world is in the state it's in because that's the state of people you know you can imagine how low you felt at the, your lowest point and those were manifestations in terms of the energy you were putting out as thought mm-hmm. as the magnet yourself was also conjuring into the universe or the world as physical manifestations in something else. Um, you talk about, you know, the weather and earthquakes and tornadoes and all those type of things, those are the kind of, that's the type of things I'm talking about. And if you, th- you think about kind of COVID and how it, you know, you see people who have, you know, secondary issues or something going on with them, if they catch COVID, it's really detrimental and could be, could be um, a, a, like a killer for them because, you know, health, when, when you're unhealthy, those are physical manifestations of you needing to change the way you feel about yourself is something coming out of you physically to say you need to stop and majority of people you know eat healthier or exercise or do all these type of things but their health doesn't get any any better because they haven't changed their mental state towards themselves in the way they think and what covid does is it attacks those physical manifestations within the body so if you have anything you know blood circulation or if you have you know heart power all these type of things it covid will attack those things and i'm speaking from experience i, I you know I, I had covid and you know it was it was it for me it lasted 12 hours it was like a temperature and i i know that week when i caught it as well and i was you know tired and i, I felt like i was overworked and everything else it was super early on and for 12 hours and I was like but it wasn't the fear factor behind it I knew I was going to be okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I know people who aren't who, who don't work on their mental state and everything else I can imagine how fearful it would be of seeing the news and seeing I don't watch the news so I, I, I half the time I don't know what's going on but when you're surrounded by all that type of stuff and it's is kind of this you know a you have COVID and b there's this fearfulness of death with that uh, because you're seeing the, the death numbers and everything else and that's the physics that's the manifestation just kicking in and the thoughts if your mind is is consistently racing at so many times and you, you difficult for you to control it's like a clusterfuck of physical manifestations coming out of yourself contributing to yourself on the outside as well as the collective consciousnesses of everyone else because you know especially in your messages when you were sending thoughts and of health and emotions of health to someone else we're all connected we we are you know when you said you know you guys finish each other's sentences it's true i mean My wife and I would would say something and be like, wow, I just thought of that. It's because we're all connected. We just don't see ourselves as connected. So therefore it it cannot be something that we're aware of unless Mm -hmm. we're aware of them. And we're taught for them from young and all that type of stuff. You're not going to be aware of it. And that's the leveling up of the awareness of ourselves. And, you know, the conversations like this that we're having, I think it's uh, amazing that you can dive into those experiences and talk about them and emote from them and then level up and learn from them. That's a stunning, stunning thing, emotions. I, You know, I love emotions. I used to be so scared of emotions. I, you know, if I feel a little anxious, I'm like, oh my God, I'm back to square one, but I know I'm not, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I talk a lot about empowerment on the show and, and you know, and the, the kind of good and bad. Cause I know you speak about, you. you were so used to feeling uh seeing bad things that it became a norm for you yeah. so therefore you are physically manifesting bad things to come to you or see bad things because that's the way your mental state was portraying bad things right um and but what i do now is i, I don't separate good from bad because it's perception something bad to me may not be bad for you something bad for you may not be bad for me Mm -hmm. it's all perception based you know and now i see things as just is because i'm in a mental state now where i know things are just just are there's not there isn't there isn't life or death there isn't good or bad there isn't up or down there isn't none of these type of things they just are you know we like to humans like to put opposites on things because it makes us aware of the humanness within ourselves so you know um For example birth is life so we put the opposite on it because we put endings on things because that's our that's our conditioning so death is not 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 the end either it's not it's not death it's life too Mm -hmm. because if you can you can meditate and think about healing someone and then then they heal or or any of these type of things call it coincidence call what everyone wanted but there's too many of these situations for it to be a coincidence there has to be something else Past this physical reality,
1: mm. definitely, definitely, there has to be. I mean, even like with stories of like near-death experiences, and the people that you've had on the podcast, like talk about. Um, was it Doctor Hart?
0: Uh, Evan Alexander.
1: Oh no, Mary was her name, or is it? Her?
0: Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing her story alone. I was like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because that just makes all the sense in the world. I, and after I heard her talk about going over the other side, even like, and being told, you know, you can go back or you can stay. And then she went back. I was like, you know, that makes complete sense. Just like, All of this makes sense. And how everyone's stories, like you said, sort of sound the same, like having the same experience. It's just that it comes to them in a way that they can interpret it. So like, if you believe in angels, you think you saw angels, but if you believe in aliens, maybe you saw aliens, you know, like, it's just, it's all the same. It's just like, and that, that actually made me feel better after listening to her talk. I was just like, yeah. That's exactly how it works and now I'm okay because I've seen death up close with my father and I think we're all just afraid of the process of dying and how that goes and also we only see everyone that you leave behind in pain. You don't see that that the person on the other side is actually awesome and where they want to be and not feeling pain at all and maybe reincarnated in another body, living another life. You know, it's just, there's so much more to it that we are not aware of. And we're not even aware of like what 100% of our brains can do. So.
0: (laughs) Or what we can do, personally, or any of us. And I mean, you know, we are the attractors and creators for everything in our lives. And it's only when we understand and take control and make creative changes that we understand that power. And, it, and it's because, you know, no one's aware. You know, I never was aware of it when I was younger. I wish I was. I probably wouldn't have listened. But I mean, you know, it, it, it's. It, I, I look for evidence, A, within myself and, and even for the near-death experience people. I, I think all of them that I've had on the show at first are like, I don't want to go back. And it's only when the other the, the other person's like no you have to mm-hmm. don't want to you know there was a i saw a story of um uh, on a, a netflix documentary surviving death there's a woman who has you know five kids and when she passed over she's like i didn't want to come back and it wasn't about the fact that she had the five kids here she knew that she wasn't leaving those five kids right Even in the afterlife, even if she didn't want to come back, she knew that she was going to be with them regardless. It's only us who can't perceive them in spirit form, uh, in in physical reality, because we are conditioned that 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 doesn't exist. So therefore, we can't see it. We're kind of cut off from it. But when you start unraveling the the manifestations and everything in your life is you, whatever you perceive as good or bad or, or whatever, only then can we start to level up and understand, okay, there's something going on here. Mm-hmm. That's a lot different to the way I've been conditioned or the way i <laughs> no, no fault to anyone else's, you know, because it's, it's that whole concept of ignorance is bliss. But for me, ignorance is ignorance. You know, it can't be blissful to not know who we are or, or, or the power that, or, or what we, who, who we can become or, or, or the, the kind of limitlessness to us in general it's like it's like magic is real and i and I, and again i'm not from any of this shit. i'm you know my mom was section eight all that type of stuff you know all this stuff about me mm-hmm. so this shit is all like <laughs> it's real to me but it's not, it, it doesn't scare me anymore it's it, it, it's i find it quite endearing and quite fascinating that i need to know more
1: yes i do believe that like magic is real and um uh- I was listening to how I first knew, found out about you is Duncan Trussell. So I listened to you and listened to him, and you guys are like my constant voices. (laughs) Like, it's just so cool. And when Duncan had said something once that said uh, music is magic. And I was like, yes, music is magic because it changes your brain chemistry. Like fireworks go off in there. Like, look it up. It's just absolutely miraculous. And there's a reason why you get this feeling at a live event where like, you're kind of on a high because everyone's all connected in the moment, vibing off of everybody and what's going out on stage. And actually Max had told me one time when he was on stage, he was like, you know, I can see like energy. Right. And I was like, You literally never told me this. (laughs) But he was like, No, when I'm in like flow and I'm really in the moment, he's like, It's crazy. There was one night where he was playing in front of like a thousand people. And he was like, I could see the waves coming off of my guitar and I could see it coming off of my dad's cymbals. And then when he looked to the crowd, it was like hovering over them. And then when they cheered, this thing shot up in the air. And I was like, holy shit, like, that's insane. And I feel like more artists need to talk about, like, what they feel when they're in the flow, because they're sort of they're the like the nucleus of all of it. They're generating everything at a concert and you have thousands of people vibing off of you, like doing the same thing at the same time. It's just incredible and like losing themselves, like no one's like, oh, I'm a lawyer when they're doing that, you know what I mean? They're just, they're just themselves.
0: You just answered your own question. When you have someone who's performing on stage and they're doing exactly what the person on stage is doing and then it's this energy, they're feeling exactly what the people are doing. Mm -hmm. They're completely in tune with what they're doing with like, there's no, you might as well call it 0% surrendering when they're performing when they're in that moment like you said max can see energy and all that type of stuff he's in that moment of pure potential energy which is what um where was i i was at coachella once and i can't remember to be honest i was on a couple of drugs and this and that and it was it was like uh, mushrooms and it was phenomenal experience for me and it was like everyone else had just stopped and it was this slow-paced moving and I was like, this is the best fucking time of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was incredible because I was experiencing what the artist was experiencing on stage. That kind of, he was, or she was attracting exactly my reaction because it was the energy of the whole tent that was doing the same thing. It was madness. It was amazing. But back, back to your kind of the music thing, because it's funny because during my deepest, darkest time, I used to listen to some of the most emotional, heartbreaking music ever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now I can't listen to that music anymore because I'm not in that place. And if I hear that song, I'm like, oh, I can't do it. And even though it's the most amazing music ever, mm-hmm. I cannot do it. It's like I've evolved and grown from that album. But when I was younger, one thing I used to do, when I used to feel sad, I used to listen to sad music because it would make me feel sadder. So I could get rid of the emotion quicker.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. So it like opens the floodgates.
0: Yes. Which is, which is what we don't do, you know, talk about our feelings and emote more, or just embrace the fact that you're actually feeling some people don't feel anything. Those are pretty much, you know, psychopaths. But um, <laughs> it's yeah, funny. So.
1: It's really funny you said that though, because in my twenties, I would always listen to a lot of yeah emotional stuff, and those slow songs, deep songs, were always the ones on the album that I was like, this is my favorite, and I play that over and over again. And then I now I'm realizing that like, like I found out my dad had cancer when I was 21, and I was a senior um, in college. So like, I was a rough year and like, I barely graduated. I just scraped by. And then he had cancer on and off till I was 25. And then I was dealing with all of the rest of that for like, through my late 20s. So it was all a time of like, just feeling the deep, dark shit. And like, that was what I was attracted to hearing. And what I was like, allowing myself to be emotional around and like connecting with, but now, yeah, now when I'm just in such a good place and I literally wake up like happy and ready to go every day, I don't listen to that. I like to hear like, like the, the pump up songs, you know? Yeah.
0: I'm with it. I'm with it. So, um, I guess just one more. What, what's, what what's next for Autism Rocks? I mean, it's such a genius, compassionate, beautiful thing you're doing. I'd love to know what's next, what you have planned, what, what what you would like to do, what you wanna do.
1: Okay, yeah. So with Rock Autism, it's, right now we're doing a film camp along with music so that our students can learn like film production and everything that goes into it, like capturing sound, editing, um, creating their own scores so they can like put it into their videos. And one day we want to have an actual production company in Buffalo, because there are a lot of films that are shot here. So we're all about employment for teens and young adults with autism because Max's brother Sonny um, never had like proper education, was, you know, on the streets selling drugs for an income, which ultimately led to him being shot. So he is a survivor and he's always persevered through everything. And that is a future we don't want to have teens and young adults with autism face. So we wanna have them employed at our live events, doing video and um, you no, know, running lights and everything. And then on the filming side, you know, editing, you know, movies and actually getting them working on like real projects for like amazon or netflix or hbo like that's our big picture and we want to have live events across the u.s within a couple years so that we can do this and we can give back to a local autism center or like hospital um in that area and then also like create opportunities everywhere we go it's
0: amazing I love that. I love that. I love that, Ellie um, You're a beautiful person. I think your message is really touched me, and I, I, I want to thank. Is Is there anything you want to ask me?
1: <laughs> um, how, like, how are you feeling? <laughs> are you good? Oh, um,
0: I am. Um, today I'm really good. I I um I did a ton of um creative work. I edited uh, two music videos. Um. I did, uh, I reached out to a bunch of uh, business connects that I haven't spoken to in a very long time. Uh, and a lot of positive things happened today. I, I Again, you know, when I spoke about this, the sleeping factor or conditioning myself now to, to go to bed early, to have more productive days, to run in the mornings, to really kind of enjoy the process rather than the end goal and really dive in on, Again, how am I feeling today? And, and you know, I'm starting again with my, my appreciations. So, you know, when I go into my office, I write down everything I'm appreciative for at that moment. And before I go to bed, I do the same thing. I write a huge list. But it's from a place, if there's something that I want to achieve, I write it down as fact. I write it down like, you know, when you was healing Max, um, it was, you knew this is what you had to do. There was no other option for it. That was kind of... And I'm trying to apply that, you know, separate the actual, you know, what you did from it. I'm talking about the factualness of the way you felt. It was the, the you knew this is what you had to do. And if, if you can have that same emotion and feeling towards obviously not the same situation, but something more positive for something you want to achieve. And, and I, if you could apply that to everything, like just as you just named all the things that you want to do with uh, rock autism, and then you have with that same emotion with that same knowing that it's coming knowing it's building and in that innate trust I, I i'm writing down my appreciations in that vein or trying to condition myself to do that because that's all it is is unraveling the onion and you know without the tears uh, yeah. or hopefully without the tears you know <laughs> um and just kind of really diving in and, and and never i read something today was which, which again I, I talk about conversation with god all the time and you should the book is phenomenal i think you would absolutely love it if you haven't read it yet okay and it speaks about you know too many people live in fear of speaking about what they want to speak about or being who they want to be and i'm like i i i i'm i i do not do that now or or at least i try not to i don't i try not to filter myself at all but, you know, you you want to say something, you're like, oh, you know, not that I say anything to hurt anybody. That's not that's not what I'm doing. But I, I I feel like I have a goal and a mission now to to empower people, at least know the strength they have. I'm not doing any. I, I can't in, I can't manifest for someone else. But but people can manifest for themselves. The difference is the energy that you portray to Max is a healing energy. You're sending something from yourself to them for them to resonate within themselves to take that information in and allow their systems to counteract and and act with that and be in harmony with that. Um so I mean I'm rambling on about you know my emotions and stuff but I think I'm in a really great place and I think I'm in this place because I've chosen to be in this place. Um and I've worked on being in this place and maintaining this place and continuing to level up. <laughs> so yeah. That's the kind of long abbreviated answer of how how am I feeling? No, I
1: love it though, because, you know, your body and your mind is your temple and it must be maintained and it is a constant work. It is.
0: Yeah. It doesn't have to be the work per se as, you know, going to a job or any type of thing, even though those for me now aren't work. It's it's, I, I love doing what I'm doing because I understand the trust I have within myself to deliver what I want. Um is that innate trust, which is hard to get, you know, it's hard to build that trust within yourself, to trust yourself, to get rid of all those insecurities, to get rid of, you know, um, all the the, the restlessness, all of the the barriers you put up within yourself to progress in life. We have to unravel them and break them down. And that's kind of where I'm at right now.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I was reading a book about, psychology after my dad died and it was it talked a lot about how about basically leveling up but it just put it in a lot of clinical terms and it was saying that you know life isn't a timeline that runs straight it's in constant flux and you have to just Bend with it and always be like be aware of the fact that everyone is in flux at every moment, like every cell in your body is changing right now as we speak. So, um, that is one thing I would just like to give to other people is like, don't worry about it because when you are in that low, the like it'll swing back up to the good side, and it's the confidence in knowing that that gets you through,
0: yeah exactly and just and letting go letting Mm -hmm. go of 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 you fighting against the feeling i don't want to feel that way well you are and it's okay to feel those things um so let it let it flow through you that's kind of my take but um Elia, you're amazing i think you're courageous as hell i love what you're doing um and this has been an incredible incredible conversation for me
1: thank you oh my gosh for me too this is surreal so thank you lou
0: Thank you. I I really appreciate you. Anything you need from me, please let me know. You know where I'm at. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm, going to drop this next week. So it'll be out next Wednesday. Awesome. Thank you so much, Aaliyah. You're amazing.
1: Thank you. You too. (laughs)
0: Bye-bye. Be safe. Take care. Bye-bye.